Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to our Saturday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us in just a little bit. And uh, it's been a long weekend. I've spent all weekend moving and painting and cleaning, and I'm actually still wearing the clothes I was wearing to paint today, so I'm, like, covered in paint, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's actually what life is all about. Um, it's interesting. Um I've had a pretty full weekend as far as um, just moved into a house or a house we're renting and the whole process of moving back and forth. And it seems like there's been like literally almost no time. And, you know, you find yourselves in these um, seasons um, where there's so much going on that you really don't have an hour even an hour sometimes to spare. Um, but it's interesting because I walked outside and, you know, it's it's funny. The few seconds you have to get away, his presence is still apparent and his presence is still there. And then you come back inside and having the knowledge that his presence is right there, then you bring his presence inside with you and not like his presence isn't already in the house but as far as your conscience conscious awareness of his presence the awareness of his presence follows you inside the house and then into what back to whatever you're doing and you're aware once again that he's there and so sometimes we lose sight and we stop realizing that when we're going about and doing the things that we do, that his presence is there. And so sometimes we just need to, every now and then, just take a two-minute break to go and center our minds and clear our minds to so we can get back that awareness that his presence is always with us and that the Father enjoys spending time with us and the fact that he's always around us. And, you know, a, a man a long time ago, some old wise man, said that men are not disturbed by things, but rather the view they take on them. And what it means is that a lot of things in life are set in a way that you don't really have much control over what happens. Um, I spent a little bit of time this week, like, reading the news and seeing, like, the issues with the government and um, with the United States government having, like, possible shutdowns and everything else, and then turn my attention overseas to the issues in Japan and then the issues in, um, in like in other places like Somalia and um I'm trying to think of the name of it in Darfur, for example. Um and there's always issues. There's always things going on that as individuals they're completely out of our control. We don't really have any power in ourselves to do absolutely anything about most things that happen. Um you you're driving down the road and there's a traffic jam 
because there's a wreck. Well, you don't really have any control over the situation. It's something that's there. It happens. And so the question is, if we don't have any physical control over the world around us to a certain extent, then what was the alternative? And the alternative is the way we view the events. Because the way we view the events turns around and changes not the events necessarily, but they change our response to the events that happen in our lives. And what I mean by that is, if you're driving on the road and there's a traffic jam, you know, a lot of us get upset when there's traffic jams because we're always wanting to get to wherever we're planning on being because in the long run, we theoretically still think it's all about us. But there's a traffic jam and you're sitting there and you're going through and there's a wreck up the road and of course, you don't want anybody to be hurt badly, but you're still wanting to get through the wreck. So part of your mind is directed toward wanting to get around the traffic, and then a small part of your mind is still wanting to see what's going on with the wreck. And But right then, you can take your thought process to a completely different level and that you become, even sitting in a car, you can become the intercessor into the situation and change the situation from the inside out as far as the words that we speak when we pray and we come before the Father. We know He hears us and we know what the Bible states about prayer. Um I mean, even in the Old Testament, I mean, there was many times where the father was looking for an intercessor and he couldn't find any. And <clears throat> and today's today hasn't changed. I mean, we're still lacking in intercessors. Even Jesus said when he went to his disciples, he said, you look up into the fields and you say there's still months until the harvest. But I say they're white and ready for harvest. Therefore, pray that the father would send laborers out into the harvest. And even now, there are need, not always necessarily even for as many workers, but for intercessors, those who will stand up before the father and plead on behalf of the world around us. And, you know, the world around us just isn't nations and kingdoms and everything else, but sometimes the things around us that need the most attention are the small things. It's the wreck on the side of the road. And if you think and doubt your ability to have a positive reaction and change to that, you're completely doubting the power of God and the power of your prayers and the faithfulness of God to fulfill his word. You can pray for someone who just had a wreck and you're just passing by. And it could be your prayer that could bring life and bring healing into a situation that the enemy, the enemy may have planned for something completely different. Because the power of prayer is still more, is just still stronger than the power of the enemy. And, you know, even... And Jesus was always giving us examples about about how to live our lives. And and sometimes his examples weren't just about 
how to live as far as our character and our relationship with God, but sometimes his examples were to give us examples of what's possible. As far as he said, if you would just have the faith as the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and it would. And he, there was a parable where Jesus saw a fig tree, and it didn't have leaves on it, and it didn't have fruit. And so he spoke and cursed the tree, and the, and the tree actually actually turned around and died. Because Jesus, cause the prayers that we speak are life, and they're living. Um and it's because our words are living, like it says in James. It says that death and the life is in the power of the tongue. And so if you think about it that way, you realize that even driving down the road, if you take your mind off of your expectations of the situation, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish on your own as far as getting here or there, and you put your mind on the fact that you... I've just been put in a position and in the in the right place at the right time to divinely influence the physical world around you. Because, you know, sometimes our ministries, and I, and I mean ministries by our individual walks and cooperation with the Father, sometimes it's not just about speaking words as far as preaching or counseling or teaching, sometimes it's the intercessory prayer we make over someone's life, even if we never meet that person. And and it's true. I mean, you could pray for someone or who had just been in a wreck, and you never really know what your prayer will accomplish. I mean, your prayer could literally, someone could be a second away from from their ability to breathing to stop. And all of a sudden, you're driving by and you interject a prayer of faith into the situation and into that person's life, which then causes the Holy Spirit to confirm the word and your faith and change someone's entire future, even though they never meet you. You know, sometimes I think personally, sometimes I think it's better when we pray like that. When we pray, sometimes for people that we don't mean and people we don't know, when we make intercession for nations and countries on the other side of the world and vice versa, because then it's not so much about us. It's not so much about our name being great and being able to say, okay, well, I did this and I did this, I did this. It's all about him. It's about, it's it's the fact that he gets glorified and, you know, um, John the Baptist said when um, Jesus was emerging onto the scene, he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. And Jesus even said, he said, he who wishes to be first among you, let him be the least and let him be a servant to all. And, you know, it's not always about us, and it's not always about us having anything great, because in the long run, when it all comes down to it, in the very end, when we're standing before the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever crowns that we receive will cast down at his feet because he's the one in the end who is worthy of all the glory and all the honor. And you hear that a lot and we say that a lot and we talk about him being worthy of all the glory and all the honor. And we talked um, the other night about how it speaks in Revelation chapter 4 about how there's a multitude 
that just will cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And the truth is, if you actually contemplate what it means for him to be worthy of all the glory and all the honor, it's an all-encompassing thing. And that the very creation of the world itself was through him. Our salvation is through him. Our redemption, everything, our life is through him. Everything we have is because of him. The world's existing consists, like I said, in Colossians, because of him. The fact that we'll stand before him clothed in righteousness it's all because of him it's not because of us when we pray for the sick and ask God to heal them according to his word like it says that by his stripes we are healed it's not because we pray it's because his word declares that by his stripes we are healed and it's I mean everything goes back to Jesus Christ and to him being Lord over everything. And he does deserve the glory and honor. And so I just wanted to, I don't even know why I actually brought that up, but, you know, sometimes we really need to take our awareness of what's going on and take a minute to put it in a specific mind frame. Um, David had mentioned about something about Constantly having his heart and mind focused upon the Lord. He also said that I, your word I've hidden in my heart that I would not sin against you. And because it's easy for us to be distracted with five million things. And I know, I'm not saying it's, that there's something wrong with doing the five million things we have to do. Because you know what? This is life. And I mean, in the basic reality of our lives, even as believers and even as sons and daughters of the living God, we have lives, we have responsibilities, we have to pay the bills, we have to work. It says he, a man who should, doesn't work shouldn't eat. Um, we have children to take care of. Um, I have four, um, and a dog, um, and actually a hamster too, now that I think about it. But um, we have five million things we need to do, and we get so caught up in all the things that we have to do and we we have this expectation that we'll have this time later with the Lord, and we'll have this time maybe early in the morning with the Lord, or have a break here with the Lord, or a break there with the Lord, or right before I go to bed, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. But in reality, you know, spending time with the Lord, even in our alone time, consists of us actually taking our awareness to a place that we understand that we're constantly in his presence and that he, we constantly can hear him and he can hear us and we have a communion with him. But that communion can exist 24 hours a day, seven days a week, regardless of where you are. And, I mean, at one time I read a passage from this book called Practicing the Presence of God. Um, but it's literally constantly, and it's, it's a, literally something you have to do and you have to make an effort to take your mind and your thought process and just shift it a couple degrees to where <clears throat> he 
he's on your mind and he's on your heart and he's in your thoughts. And then you keep doing whatever you're doing and realize he's still there. And it not only changes and gets you into the habit of always realizing that he's there, but also when you realize that the Father God is actually with you, with whatever you're doing, it changes the dynamics of what you're doing. Because now you're not only doing it just to do it, you're doing it and you're doing it with him. You're walking hand in hand with him and you're doing you're going through your life together. And it's not like I'm gonna have I have my own life and I have to do this, this and this and then I'm gonna go spend time with the Lord. Now it's become something completely different, is now your whole life becomes a partnership. Because everything you do, you do realizing that he's with you in the process of what you're doing. So you get up early in the morning and you realize you don't have milk for the kids to have breakfast. So you have to get up and you have to try to wake yourself up and you have to run to the store. And, you know, even in something as simple as driving to the store to get a gallon of milk can be something that's you and him doing it. Because if you're thinking about him constantly and you're talking to him constantly and communing with him constantly, even something as simple as going to the store can be a relationship experience. It can be personal time with him. It can be, you know, that's what friends do. That's what husbands and wives do. That's what fathers and children do. Even sometimes when I have to run to the store, one or two of my children will always want to come with me. And, you know, it's no different between us and the father. It's time to spend alone where it's just you and that person. And with it's just us and God. So you have to mow the yard. I mean, I know summer's coming up pretty soon, and a lot of, I notice a lot of people in the neighborhood have gotten into the habit of getting out to start making their lawns perfect. And um, but even something as simple as that can be an, can be an act of relationship and an act of I'm not sure the right word. I mean, it can literally be a job that you do with him. And not something that you just have to do. And then everything becomes enjoyable. Nothing really seems that bad anymore. I mean, I told a story once that even washing dishes, I noticed, could become a time of worship. Because I'm constantly worshiping him while I'm doing it. And then not only am I worshiping him while I'm doing it, well, now even the job I'm doing becomes at a higher level because now I know that everything I do, he's watching, and I want to do everything perfect for him. Even if it's something as simple as washing dishes, every no detail is too minute. Um I realized that I was driving down the road today and I saw there's a church there's a church um down the road from my house and I and they had a, actually a pretty big um I guess lawn or area of grass um in front of the church and there was this kid on a Saturday mowing this grass and 
and I realized that he, he must come out there every Saturday to mow the grass before the Sunday morning service starts. And and I just realized, you know, being out there, I mean, in, 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 you would think the purpose is so that the lawn looks nice for all the people who are coming to church. But if, and which is one thought process, the other thought process is that you're cutting the grass for the Lord, sir, for his house. And then it just doesn't become making it nice enough so that people who come to church see it. But now you're maintaining his his yard. It's the Father's yard. It's the Father's everything. Something he said to me today, um, or not today, but yesterday. Um, and we had gotten to this discussion about people who smoke cigarettes and then throw their cigarettes out the windows. And you know, there's human laws and that say that uh, talk about littering and even people who take small things or whatever and throw it outside or small pieces of trash. And there's certain and there's there's laws and state laws that say you can get fined so much and most people disregard them because they're for whatever reason because they don't think they get caught or whatever. But then what he said was or he brought up the scripture that said, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Which means it's all his. So now, you're not just taking a piece of trash or whatever and throwing it onto the ground. Now you're throwing it onto his ground. And even... You know, even our houses and our dwelling places and our possessions, everything that we have is his. Um, there was, in the Old Testament, when they were building a temple for the Lord, um, there's a verse that says, talks about, like, what house will you build for me since my hands created everything? And, you know, I, I, I heard this joke once, um, and I thought it was sort of funny. And it was that the scientist um, slash atheist was having an argument with God. And the atheist slash scientist said, you know, God, we've gotten to the point in our knowledge that we we don't really need you anymore. Um, we've, we're getting to the point of perfecting cloning. We can create humans, we can create tissues, we can create all this stuff, and we can make all this stuff. And um, and so we really don't need you anymore. And and so God was like, and the joke, God was like, okay, well, here's what we'll do. We'll both make a, we'll both make a human and see who can do it better. And so the scientist is like, okay, great, because he's all confident and um, pretty sure about his abilities and so he reaches down to get some sand and I mean some dirt and God's like no wait you have to get your own dirt and the point is is that human beings can invent amazing things and God has blessed us with amazing ability for knowledge and and what we do with it, some good, some people do good things, some people do evil things. But we have the ability to manipulate in the physical realm so many things. Um, 
structures that people can build and life-saving machines that hospitals use. And, I mean, even something as simple as electricity that we take for granted, um, the fact that we just go into our house and flip a switch and the light comes on, you know, a couple hundred years ago or however long it was, that wasn't the case. I mean, they still use candles. And, but in the end, the materials that were used to make the lamp itself didn't come out of nothing. Because science still believes that matter can either be created or destroyed, but according to the Bible and according to God, it can be because he spoke into nothingness and created everything. But, you know, a lamp itself, every every mineral and every part of the material that was shaped and molded and fashioned, well, the original starting point was was like minerals and materials that were created by the Father. Even a light bulb with how intricate it is and the designs for it. I mean, we're, we do great as humans at making designs and um, making different kinds of light bulbs and everything else, but the glass and everything, all the pieces of metal inside came from materials that came from him. And it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Um, So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a...
Welcome back to Pro International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, we're here. We also have a chat room open right now if you want to talk to someone. Um, if you need immediate prayer and can't get to a phone, our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we will... <clears throat> Read your prayer requests and pray for you. Um, we have one person, turns out, who's calling in. So, let's see. Hello. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. Hello. How's How are you doing? Good. How are you? Am I here? I'm sorry, say that again? Yep. So, would you do you need prayer for anything? Are you having sex? I'm a drunk. Tell me how you feel about that. Oh, I say that one more time. I'm I was I was getting a little bit of static. I want you to start living as a gay woman. And I want you to start having a gay relationship. You want me to start having a gay relationship? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? I'm sorry? I'm married. You want a divorce, right? I'm sorry? Do you want a divorce? No. What are the things that you're most ashamed of? Huh. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Uh, Let's see. One of the things I'm most ashamed of is probably a couple times where I felt where I actually fell away from the Lord like five years ago. Unless and until you can look each other in the eye and say, you know what? We've done everything we could do. I am totally at peace with this. I don't hate you. I don't resent you. I I, I don't have any bad feelings or unfinished emotional business with you. I can say, go and be well, and I'm going to do the same thing. Are you having that that problem? You're not ready to get a divorce. I actually have an amazing relationship with my wife. I've actually only been married like a year now, um, but it's actually un- pretty unbelievable. That's a load of crap. How do you know? Have you ever met me or my wife? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You've actually... You've actually met me. Yeah. Okay, and how do I know you? You're a bitch. Okay, please don't use that kind of language on this show. I'm talking that's to you. The only person in this world you control, and that's you. Yes, that's true. Okay, so let me say this, okay? okay. You know, I... I actually 
and I'll just explain this to you, okay? Um, I was actually married once, like ten years ago, and I was when I was a young kid, just out of high school or and just out of the army. I got married to someone really young, had a wife who cheated on me, and then we ended and then ended up divorcing. And I spent a very long time not ever wanting to get into a relationship again. Again, and it wasn't. And even when I met my wife now, I still didn't want to get. I just still didn't want to get married. I still didn't want to be in a relationship because I didn't want to go through what I went through the through the beginning. Until God finally convinced me that she was actually. And you know, the ironic thing is, I had this long list of still things. Like this, long okay. Hold on. Really Hold on. I had a long list of things okay. that I had. Wanted and I told God if I'm if I'm ever going to get married again, this is what the perfect woman looks like. An entire, I mean, this is a long list. And so I met my wife, and before we got married, I didn't see any of those half those qualities in her. But over the period of our relationship and getting to know each other, it turns out this woman who I did not even think originally that she would ever come close to what I had asked the Lord for turned out that she had every single one of those qualities that I had been asking God for in a wife. And so it got to the point where I could not deny that the only way that this woman came into my life was because of the grace and the mercy of God. And so you know what? I am ecstatic the fact of having the wife I have now. But you know what? I know there are people who have issues in marriage. I know there are people... I know there are people who have issues, and I know people get frustrated when they're married. And I know, you know what? Emotions change. They really do. People's emotions change all the time. Um, and and this is, you know, here's something that's really interesting. Um, one of my mentors, um, me and one of my best friends, would go and talk to this guy and you know thanks for calling in um by the way but my this mentor one of my friends had and his and his this mentor of ours had been married for like 25 years something like that like an insane number period of time and my friend had pointed out to me that this mentor of ours never looked at another woman and I mean, and we're all humans. I mean, we all have issues. And um, and my friend had asked him once, "How is it that you've been married for so long, and you still treat your wife like she is the most amazing creation, and like you just met her?" And what he said to us was this. He said that when I know where there's temptation. I don't look at it. He also said that he wakes up every morning and he says to himself, I love my wife more today than I did yesterday. And my wife is more beautiful to me today than she was yesterday. And the reason is not that he has to convince himself. But the reason was because love is a choice. You know, we have, as humans, we have fleeting emotions where, you know, people fall in and out of a temporary type of love their whole life. 
But real relationships aren't based on the temporary. They're not based on the fleeting, like, happy happy one-minute feeling. Because, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, there's always an initial period where everything's perfect. And you think everything's perfect. But you know what? Not everything's going to be perfect. Because in life, there are going to be good days. There are going to be bad days. There are going to be, I mean, days where you want to tear your hair out. But love is a commitment. Love is an action. You know, we read in First um, Corinthians chapter 13, which people call the love chapter, but it talks about how love is never failing. And Paul said, without love, we are nothing. But it's, an, it's, it's literally, it's a, it's a choice you make to love someone and to follow up with that love with your actions. And it's a commitment you make that no matter what happens, you're going to treat that person and give them every ounce of your commitment and devotion, regardless of what the situation is, regardless of what they do, regardless of whether you're feeling good or whether you're feeling bad. Because that's what commitment is really all about. You know, marriage is a covenant, and I consider it I consider it that at least. I don't believe in getting married and then getting divorced. Um, but I know it happens, and I'm not ignorant to the fact that in this world people get divorced. But that being said, it shouldn't be like that. Even Jesus originally said that. Um, so, um, and so it wasn't always like that, and it shouldn't be like that now, even though it is. But one of my favorite words and one of um, Chris's favorite words is covenant. And there's a book out there called Covenant Relationships. Um, And if anybody would like to read it, I'll just get you the information for it. But And it it talks about how, and this is an interesting um, quote, Um, and I, I found it odd and sort of funny and interesting at the same time. And it said, the the author wrote, he said, what's surprising is not that men and women of God can fall. And he was referring to how there are pastors at times to do horrible things and they fall. And he said, it's not surprising that men and women of God can fall because we all fall. The Bible states, and we're all sinners, every one of us. What he said was, what's surprising is the inability of the church to stand up and support them. And I don't mean support as in telling people that everything they do is okay, because it's not. It really isn't. Sin is sin. And, you know, the Bible, even though we live by grace and we walk according to the Spirit, sin is still sin. And Paul spoke over and over again about how we should be dead to sin and alive to Christ. And he said, how shall we who died to sin anymore live in it? Because, you know, the power of the cross and the power of the blood of Jesus wasn't just so that we would have salvation, but it was so that we would have a new life, so that the body of sin and the, and the, and the, the sin and the death that were on our lives would be cast as far away from us as our, as our sin itself was. 
And, you know, the blood of Jesus not only, like, helps with salvation, but it also breaks bondages. It also, I mean, and so, (sighs) anyway, I got sort of distracted there for a second. I was going on some tangent there, but, you know, as far as our caller goes, you know, it's it's funny, I Chris, um, we've had some interesting callers off and on, and Chris had, and I had mentioned to Chris that they always happen in the last half of the last hour of the two hour show, and I never could get one, so I got my first like caller like that. Um, but you know what, people, people are hurting. People are going to call us who are hurting, and and they're they need prayer. The, the person who just called, you know. God still loves you as much as he loves me. And you're no different than I am. We're all the same. I mean, every single one of us are horrible, rotten creatures who only by the grace and the mercy of the Father have received eternal life. The Bible says that there's none who have sought after God, not one that at one time we all turned to our own way. And, you know, the the caller had mentioned something about what we want. Well, and, you know, in the long run, what it comes down to in my life, despite all the issues that... I mean, I still have, is the fact, in the end, it's all about Jesus. And that very thing affects everything else. Because regardless of what happens in my life, whether I'm, I'm everything is going great or where everything's falling apart, whether I have more enough more money to bank than I need or whether I can barely pay my bills, um whether I make mistakes or whether or not, in the very end, I know that I love him. And I know that my entire existence is because of him. And I know that sooner or later I will stand before him in whom I have believed and placed my trust and placed my hope and placed my faith. And in the end, I know that he is my all in all. And while as much like with children, he doesn't have my attention 24 hours of the day, I wish he did. I really do. I wish I could say that he always has my attention. But, you know, there's times he doesn't. And, you know, sometimes that's okay. And sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes I have other things that I that I do that I could be using to spend with him. But, you know, none of us are perfect. And we have to, in our own lives, make put, place a standard in our own lives for what we want in our lives and then make whatever actions that are necessary to get the result of what we want. If you want an amazing relationship with God, 
then you better start spending time with him. Plain and simple. Um, it's interesting um, that I went to Christ for the Nations and I've spent a majority of my adult life and teenage life in church. And so I spent most of my life in the presence of God, um, whether it was church services or revival services or whatever else. Literally most of my life has been spent, since spent worshiping the Father. But corporate worship is one thing, and there is an amazing anointing on corporate worship, and the Bible even says, do not forsake gathering yourselves with other people. For people, for us to be, because we're in unity, it's not just one of us, it's all of us, and we're supposed to be one body. But outside of the corporate worship, there's still the alone worship. And I, and I don't just mean worship with you, there's the alone relationship. There's Jesus going up to a mountain, when leaving his disciples, and going away from his disciples, and getting alone with the Father. There's still that, that we all need more than anything. And so if you want a relationship with the Father, you can get as close as you want. You can get as you can get so close it's almost scary at times. And I don't necessarily mean scary in a bad way, but scary in an awe inspiring way. You know, he'll grant gifts and anointings to the body of Christ. His word declares that. But I don't want his gifts and his anointings. I want them active in my life as an expression of my relationship with him and as as an expression of his word, fulfilling, or as an expression fulfilling his word. But as far as just the gifts and the ministries and everything else and the anointing, it's irrelevant because what I want is his heart. Because if you have his heart, all the rest of it is just—it's just natural. If you seek after the heart of the Father, and you keep your mind and focus on Him, then everything else is so small compared to that. You won't be concerned about all the other stuff. And, you know, we 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 say it over and over again and we talk about getting into the Bible and reading the scripture, but it's those very scriptures that actually tell us about him, that tell us about his character, that tell us about his nature, that tells us about how he deals with us. And more importantly, it's the word that explains all the amazing promises he made. You know, back in, um, I believe it was um, Joshua. Hold on one second, let me turn there. Joshua was supposed to be doing all the stuff for the Lord. And, you know, this is um, chapter 1 of Joshua, and he's taken over from Moses. And just 
listen to this for a second. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, into the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, three different times in just a few minutes, God said the same thing. Be strong and of good courage. And he said, I will be with you wherever you go. I will be with you. I will be with you. Be strong. Be of good courage. You know, whatever you're struggling with, whatever is bothering you, whatever issue that's going on, and we all have hundreds of thousands of them, it seems, take your mind off of your situation for a second. And just put your mind on him. Just for a second, remember that he said, be strong and of good courage. I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you all the days of your life. He said it. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's going to be hard at times. But it doesn't matter. Because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You know, his, his, the Bible says his grace is sufficient and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so... If you want it bad enough, the relationship, then you need to spend time with him. If you want to know what he really says, then you better pick up the Bible and start reading. If you want to know 
about love, well, it's the same thing because, you know, everything we know about that and what the word really is comes from him and it comes from his word. Everything we know about even, you know, everything I know about being a father doesn't all come from my father. It comes from God himself. It comes from reading about what Jesus said. It comes from my relationship with him and seeing how he deals with me. And so our message tonight, though quite off and on, has pretty much been taking your mind off of what's going on and taking a few seconds to put it back on him and realize what he really said. So we are going to go to a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute or two. And Chris just showed up in the studio. So um, our call-in number, once again, is 619-638-8458. We have a chat room open you know what, if you want to call in, you need prayer, give us a call. If you want to talk about something, even if you throw us off guard for a second, like that first caller, it's fine. We're still going to be here. Um, and so this is Prayer International Radio, and we will be right back.
Again, we had Sean Holmberg in the studio just sharing his heart tonight and praying and just leading us in and out of the worship songs. And praise God, sounds like he had an interesting call earlier. And glory to God, it's good to know that we're making an influence. And it's good to know that, you know, we're stirring some things up. You know, you always want to know... uh, that you're stirring some things up. Obviously, not everybody is going to like what we're doing here. But you know, praise God, we're not here for our own pleasure. We're not here for our own deal. We are here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know, a lot of people get offended at that. A lot of people get excited about that. And you know, hopefully... You're on that side where when you hear the word of God, it excites your heart, it rejoices your heart, and just really restores and brings up joy of your salvation. You know, praise God. The Bible says in his presence, there's fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So we want to take a minute to go in to the presence of God, and then we are going to get into the Word again tonight. Praise God. If you want to call in, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you feel like getting into the chat room, we are open. Quite a few people in and out of the chat room tonight. Feel free to come in with prayer requests, or if you want to fellowship or pray, or if you're a uh, blog talk radio minister, if you want to post up your info, um, or send in your info to us so we can touch base with you. We'd love to, you know, keep in touch and find out when you when you broadcast and let some of our listeners know that as well. Of course, we'd love to see a 24-hour watch created on Blog Talk Radio, uh, not only on our show but other shows as well, where we could reach out and cover a 24/7 uh, time frame and really just be the body of Christ. And Create a network of Christians, network of men and women that will reach out in the love of God, with the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, declaring the truth and proclaiming Jesus Christ. So praise God. And that's why we're here. You know, we want to be a prayer uh, network, a prayer community, a prayer chain, whatever you want to call it. But we want to be here for you if you need prayer. Let us know what we can pray for. Let us know what your needs are. You know, if you if you feel like you want to do that, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Of course, everything that we, you know, receive, we keep all that in our own database. We don't share that with anybody. And we pray over your needs, pray over the prayer requests that come in. Of course, we lift up many of the ministers and uh, people that listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, of course, this also goes across our website at www.prayerinternational.org. And praise God, it's 11:11 here out of Dallas, Texas, 
and we're praising Jesus tonight. Again, my name is Chris Rezog, and this is Face to Face Current International Radio.
Praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. And we are just declaring the name of Jesus tonight. We just want to open up in a word of prayer. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to call in or email in 619-638-8458 if you want to go to the phone or if you want to email prayerinternationalgmail.com. Praise God. Of course, our chat rooms are open. Well, praise the Lord. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Just ask the Father to bless. And, of course, those of you in the chat room that are listening around, you can join in in prayer. Always feel free to put our prayer requests that we lift up, or if you see it in the chat room, put it on your prayer list. Continue to pray. I do want to say one thing. You know, um, if you've been following our show, We've been praying, and I don't know if Sean mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it anyways. Of course, we never, oddly enough, we don't really discuss what we're going to talk about on these shows. We both broadcast from two different locations. Uh, we see each other, you know, throughout the week uh, from time to time, but we, you know, just to make sure that we're in the flow, we actually just allow the Lord to speak and do what he wants to do uh, on Sean's portion or my portion of the program, however we seem to do it. Um, we really don't discuss it And so sometimes I'm in there listening and praying And there's other times we're busy and meeting and doing things And, and, and same with Sean, sometimes he's praying and listening into the shows um, Or stays on, you know Sometimes he's busy with meetings and family and, and different things And so... And, um, if you mentioned it, praise God, but we just want to let you know we uh, have been praying for a guy named Jason. Jason's going through a situation right now where he's uh, fighting cancer. Of course, he's had a few battles with cancer. He's won a couple battles with cancer. And he's overcome on and off over the last five years or so. And, of course, they had an issue that was reoccurring, uh, and some cancer came back in some areas. And so they were doing some tests to find out if they could use a new medicine on them. And what happened, uh, basically what happened, um, he was able to eat like a, a half a hammer, okay, so which is a major breakthrough. So in the process of eating half this hamburger, which is the most he's eaten actually in two or three months, they decide that he's a good candidate for this treatment, and he's going to be able to, you know, he's going to be able to have the treatment now. And so praise God. We just want to say this. Um, also, we we've heard, and, and if I'm up to date or not, we had another uh, sister. I won't get into all the details, but she. Uh, has been healed of some asthma. and had a few other, you know, just testimonies. And so we're praying, you know, we believe. The Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. You know, that salvation that he purchased for us through his blood. You know, the Bible says we overcome with the blood of the Lamb, word of our testimony. And that, that salvation that was purchased through his blood, the ransom of his blood, 
not only purchased our salvation and, and allowed us access behind the veil into his presence and allow us access into eternity, into heaven with the Father, but it also allows us access to the benefits that come with the new covenant, that come with being his child, that come with being his son or his daughter. One of those benefits, the Bible says, uh, let me get into this real quick, Psalm 103, this is right, hang on, I'm going to back up for a minute because I want to read something. Psalm 103. Sorry, I just borrowed a, a Bible. Grabbed grabbed a Bible from my wife earlier, and it's got bigger print. It's easier for me to read. So I decided to use this one. Of course, you know how it is when you've got a certain Bible you're used to, and you know where everything it is and everything's marked. All right, Psalm 103. Wow. Middle of your Bible. You know, it's funny, it's always in the middle no matter which Bible you're in, but it sure takes longer to find it when you're in a different Bible than the one you normally use. All right, praise God. By the way, this is Prayer International Radio. If you want to call in, 619-638-8458. And we're about to get into Psalm 103. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless. His holy name, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, who forgets, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now I'm going to stop there and we'll go back into the rest of this. But listen, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, bless his holy name. Look, it's a charge. David is charging. David is not only charging himself, declaring and, and motivating himself to bless the Lord, but I believe it's a prophetic declaration out of the mouth of David, the song of David, to say, hey, everybody, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And all that is within me, all that is within you, whoever it is, bless his holy name. And forget not his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. So praise God. Now that's a promise of the living God. Forget not all his benefits. See, there are benefits. You think that your job comes with benefits. Do you think that your insurance provider has given you a bunch of benefits? Do you think your medical slash dental cobra plan comes with benefits? Let me tell you something. You need to get onto the kingdom plan. There's a kingdom plan. You see, it's better than the cobra plan. And the kingdom plan says, hey, Salvation in the blood, salvation at the cross, the blood of the Lamb purchased, and it washed away all your iniquities, so it purchased your salvation. 
and it heals all your diseases. If you're struggling in your body tonight, just begin to confess the Lord. The Bible says he is Jehovah Rophe, our healer. Begin to confess the Lord. Begin to confess what the Word of God says. See, a lot of times I think the problem is we have reduced Jesus to our words. We have reduced uh, our theology a lot of times in a lot of places, in a lot of churches. We define God. Okay? We want to say and, and create this little outline and this little box and say, Oh, this is how God is, and this is what he does, and this is what he does not do. But the Bible says the Lord does whatever he pleases. Remember, he's God, not you. So you're the creation, he's the creator. You see, the the, the potter, he talks, and he determines how the clay is formed. The, the clay doesn't determine how the potter's form. The student doesn't teach the, the teacher in most cases. Now, granted, there's always a mentoring protege moment, you know, where there's this epiphany or whatever happens. Even Jesus would step into the temples, the temple of God, the synagogue, the places of worship, and he would declare the word of the Lord. And those, the teachers, the rabbis, would be astounded that even as a child he was so knowledgeable. Of course, he was the word. He knew the word, but he studied. He had an hour of prayer. He had a certain time. What It was a, it was a custom for the Jewish people to go into the temple. He understood when the Lord said, meditate day and night on the word of God, do all that according to it written therein, thereof, and you will have good success. It will make your way prosperous. Joshua 1.8. He understood that. But you see, there's benefits that come with, with the Father. There's benefits that come with the kingdom plan. If you're a king's kid, if you're a child of the Most High God, you're a son or daughter of the Most High God, there are benefits. And God says in his word, David declared in the word, forget not all his benefits. See, a lot of times we want to pick and choose what benefits we want to remember. We want to pick and choose what benefits we want to declare. We want to pick and choose what benefits we want to believe. We want to pick and choose what benefits we want to apply to our lives. But the Bible says, forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. Well, that's either true or it's not. He heals all your diseases. I know we have someone in the chat room right now that can testify that God heals cancer. She's been healed for 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know all the details off the top of my head, but listen. And this is just one in, in I don't know how many cases where God is healing the sick, healing cancers, healing terminal illnesses, healing hepatitis, healing HIV, healing full-blown AIDS, 
Listen, he's even raising the dead. If he can raise the dead, then these other things are just just a breath away, just a prayer away, just a believe away. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Hey, 30 years. Sorry, Sister Cheryl. 30 years. Okay, I, 10 or 15 years. Okay, I, that's what I said. But no, 30 years, still healed. All right? Wherever you're at in your process, whatever you're going through, whatever lie the doctor has told you, whatever lie your creditors are telling you, whatever lie even the the church might be telling you, listen, the word of God says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to forget not all his benefits. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness. Do you need loving kindness? Lord, that's one of his benefits. You're a child of the Most High God. God's crowning you with loving kindness. Do you know he's rejoicing over you with singing today? If you're a child of the Most High God, God is rejoicing over you with singing. It's a promise in the Word of God. He's redeeming, he redeemed, and will redeem and will continue to redeem your life from destruction. So we have a promise in in Psalm fifty one or Psalm ninety one, I'm sorry. And well there's some promises in Psalm fifty one too, maybe we'll go into that. Listen, we're about to go into the time of worship. Verse five, he satisfies your mouth with good things. Are, is your mouth satisfied? Are you satisfied with good things? Every good and perfect gift comes from above the Father of life. Listen. Good thing. Good thing. He'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. Promise in the word of God. With long life, he'll satisfy you. Look at Psalm 23. And your youth will be renewed like the eagles. Like the eagles. I can't talk tonight. My tongue's getting thick. It's been so inundated with the glory tonight. We've been soaking. My wife and I love to soak. We've been soaking on some new, uh, what's that guy's name? Sean, Sean Fetch. Awaken Love. Listen, this stuff is good. You'll get into the third or fourth song and be so intoxicated in the glory you might not even be able to think straight. So good. So we're talking about being renewed like the eagles. Look, there's another promise. Wait on the Lord and he'll strengthen you. Mount up with wings as eagles. See, there's all these promises on waiting on the Lord. There's benefits to being in his presence. There's benefits to being in his word. There's benefits to walking in obedience. The Bible says, be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That God's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you already have those spiritual blessings. It's just your 
journey to discover him as God uncovers him. It's your journey to discover the gifts and discover the blessings of God as God uncovers them. It's your privilege and it's your right as a child or daughter or son. Praise God. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord's merciful, slow to anger, he's rich in love. Look, the Bible says he's not dealt with you after your own sins. He hasn't rewarded you according to your iniquities. Listen, like I've heard my wife say, we got judged by everything that we did. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, none of us would be making None of us would get there. We'd all be going to hell. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for his benefit. Like a father pities the children, so the Lord pities those that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, God's removed our transgressions from us. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him, the Bible says. God is not judging your future based on your past. Let the blood cover it. Let the blood cover it. The Bible says, Behold, I'll do a new thing. Let them. Let them do a new thing in your life. The Lord knows your frame. He knows that you started as dust. Look, we're all just dirt free, son. How can dirt get any more glory than dirt? Dirt is dirt. God said your righteousness is filthy rags. That's why you need his. That's why you need the blood of Jesus. He is your righteousness. He is the one that sanctifies you. He is your holiness. Praise God. He is your holiness. Praise the Lord. I just lost my switchboard for a minute. <laughs> Glory to God. Look, well, I'm going to read Psalm 23 while this thing's reads, and then we're going to go into some worship. Praise the Lord. God is good. All right, I think actually I think we're back up. See what happens here. Look, if you want to go to the phone, six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you want to call in, or if you want to email us, we're at Prayer International at gmail dot com. Of course, you can check out our website www.prayerinternational.com. Dot O-R-G. Praise God. And we're back. So look, we're going to take a song break for a minute, 
And then we're going to get back into the Word of God and have some prayer, have some prayer requests.
My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. And we're coming up to about 15 minutes to midnight uh, here out of Dallas, Texas. Pray.
Praise God. So we've been talking about the benefits of the Lord. Of course, we are declaring that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is extending his benefits to his children. If you need anything in your life, the Bible says that he is an ever-present help in time of need. And that he even knows what you have need of before you ask him. And we're just trying to reinforce this. You know, a lot of times I know I get kind of repetitive or redundant with some of the things that I say, but, you know, I believe in the law of repetition. I believe in getting, you know, the Bible says meditate day and night. And there's something about meditation and mulling something over and over and over until it becomes second nature. Where you don't even have to stop and think about it anymore. It just something is part of your daily whatever. And so as you begin to meditate on the word and you get certain scriptures inside of your mind and inside of your heart and you begin to apply them to your life and not only memorize them and know them, but you actually begin to do what they say and begin to follow their instruction and inspiration and follow their encouragement and follow the you know, the teachings of the Word of God. You see, the Bible says, and I was reading this in Psalm 103, it says right here, the Lord executes righteousness, verse 6, 103, verse 6, and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. And you can know his acts, and you can see the hand of God move in people's lives and know that God is is moving, and know that God is alive, and know that God is doing things in the earth. But if you're not familiar with him yourself, see, Moses knew his ways. Moses did not only see the display of the power of God, but he knew personally the God that was behind the power, the God that was responsible for the acts of power, the God that was responsible for the miracles and the signs and the wonders. You know why they call them wonders? Because when it happens, it's so supernatural, it makes you wonder. And if you want to allow the wonderment of God See, God is full of wonder. He's wonderful. He's the wonderful counselor. The Bible calls him the wonderful counselor. The Bible just calls him wonderful. If you want to be full of wonder, and with the God of wonders, the God that's majestic, the God that will do things far exceedingly above and beyond what you could ever ask or think. Why? Because his ways higher than your ways. See? His acts, his ways, his thoughts, they're higher than yours. See, you don't think like God thinks unless you conform your image into his image, and you can form what you see into what he tells you to meditate on, what he tells you to set your eyes on, unless you begin to listen and conform what you hear. See, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. 
is you meditate with your eye gate and your ear gate. And the reason I call it the eye gate or the ear gate is, see, we have entrances into our lives. The enemy has doorways or windows into our lives. He's got access into our lives through certain means, certain things. And if we're not careful, if we're not keen, the Bible says do not be ignorant of the devil's devices because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy. Listen, we know he's as a roaring lion, but we know that Jesus is the lion. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Okay, the, the enemy is more like a little barking runt dog. A rabbit dog that's all bark and no bite. And yes, there's times when our, our enemy, our adversary, comes in and there's warfare and there's some casualties and war, there's things that happen. But listen, the Bible says, Jesus said, nothing by any means will hurt you. Why? Because he's given you power. See, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you if you're a Christian. If you're born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, if you've allowed that seed, that ingrafted seed, if you allow that Holy Spirit to come in and you're born again by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you and you're a son or a daughter of God and you're led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says then you're a child of God. And if you're a child of God, the same power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you. And Jesus said, no weapon for profession against you is going to prosper. He, he actually didn't say it like that. He said, nothing by any means shall hurt you. In the book of Luke. Now, Isaiah 55 said, no weapon for profession against you will prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment will be condemned. For this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, says the Lord. And I can keep going. Listen. If you want to be overshadowed by the Most High God, then you must partake in Him. You must partake in His blood. He must eat of his flesh. He said, drink my blood, eat of my flesh. What does that mean? He wasn't just talking about eating a couple of crackers and chasing it down with some grape juice. He was saying, have a revelation of it. Partake. Partake of him. Consume him. Be consumed. Begin to digest. Begin to feast. Begin to hunger and be filled with the, the person and the things and the acts and the ways of God in your life. And allow the Spirit of God to come into your life. And when you allow the Spirit of God to come in, listen, the enemy, well, he can come at you one way, but the Bible says he'll leave seven ways. That's one of the blessings. In the book of Deuteronomy, there's blessings and cursings, but one of the blessings is that your enemy will come at you one way, but he'll leave seven ways. Praise God. 
Listen, we just want you to realize there's blessings in the things of God. As far as the east is from the west, verse 12, 103, verse 12. He has removed our transgressions from us. As the Father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. Let's say 14, 15, 16. Listen to this. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are but dust. As for man, his days are grass and the flower of the field, so he flourishes. The wind passes over it, and it's gone, and the place that he used to stand is there no more. Verse 17, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the children's children. And to those that keep his covenants and those that remember his commandments and do them, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, all ye his angels. Verse 20, and you that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken to the voice of the word of the Lord. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, and ye ministers that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord with his works. Bless the Lord, all his works. Sorry, bless the Lord. Let me say verse 22 one more time. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And that was Psalm 103. David just said, look, be thankful, bless him, be thankful, be grateful. Remember what he's done for you. Don't forget it. And there's times when you're facing these situations in your life, and I'm wrapping this up and we're going to pray. When you're facing situations in your life, you're facing the circumstances, you're facing the giants, you're facing the floods and the fires, and the winds are coming at you. And maybe you, even your own mother and father have forsaken you. But the, the Bible says, the Lord says, I will lift you up when your mother and father forsake you. When everybody turns against you, the Lord says, I will not leave you or forsake you. No one can separate you from my love, says the Lord. And if you'll walk in the things of God, you'll walk close to your father. And you'll partake of him and receive his salvation by his blood. You'll receive healing by the blood. See, the same way you receive salvation, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead and you should be saved. The same way you get your healing, the same way you get your prosperity, the same way you get everything else in life. You obey, you, you believe, you have faith. You take a step of faith by by obeying and doing, and then there's a fruit, there's a there's a response from God to it. So praise God. Praise the Lord. Listen, it's Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. If you need prayer, feel free to go to the phone six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Go to our email. Prayerinternational at gmail.com or get in the chat room, post your prayer request there. People will be praying. We pray over these. We pray over our minister friends and family. We pray over our Facebook friends and family. Reaching out to people on YouTube, Ustream, MySpace, Blog Talk Radio, Blogger.com, Devotional.com. Hey, however you're reaching us, however we're reaching you, 
We bless you in the name of the Lord. We're declaring, hey, if you're a child of the Most High God, there's benefits to his kingdom. We declare healing. You say, well, how can you do that? Well, it's benefit. We, we're just agreeing with God. We're just saying what God is saying. God is saying you're healed. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Now, th- those aren't my words. That, if you disagree with that, you need to, to go to the Bible. You need to go to God and, and have it out with him. Talk to him about it. You see, by the blood of Jesus, you're saved. You're washed in the blood. You receive it by faith. Confess. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. You receive it by faith. And not only you, but your whole household will be saved. Begin to declare it. Begin to call those things not as though they are. Begin to stand on the word of God. Stand on the promises. And we just agree. If you're a, a man or woman, a child of the Most High God, man or woman of God, listen. We can agree right now in Jesus' name, your whole house be saved. Your whole house come to the healing knowledge and the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. May your children, may your parents, maybe it's your spouse, your husband or wife needs to come to the saving knowledge, needs to come to the healing knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe they need to have just an intimate, more more of a hunger, more of a, a knowing of Jesus, knowing of the Holy Spirit. We say in the name of Jesus. May your whole household come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right now we just bless those of you we say the kingdom of God come and the will of God be done in your life. We pray that heaven would invade the earth wherever you're at. We speak healing. Just lay your hand on that part of your body and just agree in the Father in the name of Jesus. We speak healing. We speak life where there's been death. We speak wholeness where there's been brokenness. We pray over minds. We pray over bodies. We pray over broken homes, broken families, broken marriages, parent-child relationships be restored, marriages be restored, bodies and minds be restored. In Jesus' name, he is the God of restoration. And we say in Jesus' name, be healed, be saved, and be delivered. Well, thank you. This is Prayer International Radio. We'll be back tomorrow night. My name is Chris Herzog. And we just thank you for listening.